0: It's time to start thriving. Let's thrive. Let's thrive. The more you know about your body, the better you can take care of it. It's time to take charge of your health. Here we are, so we're going to roll with that. Broadcasting to the Thrive Life community. We're going to kind of dive into some of those ideas today. From the ACU of Texas studios. Let's thrive. I want to empower you to make that decision. This is Thrive Life Radio with your host, Amy Robinson. All right, relax and eat real food. Yes, (laughs) it can actually be that simple. We're going to break it down for you today. So that's the question we're going to answer for you today. Rats and Lewis of Eat Pretty Food is back with me on the show to give you the rundown of the what, why, and how to keep health simple. Simplicity is the name of the game. We've been doing simple for the past couple of weeks to give you some things that you can just get going on instead of the big, huge programs, like let's just get rolling. So good morning to you Thrive Life community. So glad to be with you today. Thanks so much for joining me today for live from the ACU of Texas studios. I am your host, Amy Robison, nutrition consultant and owner of My Life Delicious. And I wanna know how ready are you to make a change and take charge of your life and health in our Thrive and Five. Here's Amy with this week's Five. Five. Let's Thrive. Thrive in five. (laughs) All right, so we've got it going. This is your five-minute health spot of the week for tips, tricks, and resources. So this week, I wanted to kind of change it up a little bit and give you a review of a documentary that just came out. It's on Netflix and YouTube, and it's called The Magic Pill. So whenever there's a new health documentary come out, I'm always looking at it kind of with like a side eye, like, hmm. <laughs> Even if it has some information that I may agree with, I know there's almost always a bias when someone's making a documentary. It's always from some point of view. So I do encourage if you ever, if you're watching documentaries on certain health topics, do to always look at it with a grain of salt and take the information and you know if, if you're interested in it, maybe do a little bit more research mm-hmm. to find out where that information is coming from, making sure that it, it, there is some scientific backing to what's being talked about um, instead of of just, you know, kind of taking it at face value because there are some stuff that has come out that has been really shady and I'm not gonna go into those today. (laughs) Because I wanna- propaganda. Yeah, some real crazy weird (laughs) stuff that, you know, and again, you know, even in some of those videos or movies where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I can always find the jewels in there and find some things that are good and accurate, but some of them are pretty terrible. So (laughs) I wanna talk about the magic pill because just the name by itself at first makes me go, Hmm, um, there is no such thing as a magic pill. So what is this all about? But as I got into the film and started really kind of you know watching it, and paying attention to what they were talking about, there was a lot of very good foundational health information. So the larger focus of the movie is the ketogenic diet, so being in ketosis, using fat for fuel as opposed to glucose. And those of you that have been following me for a while know that I don't subscribe to any particular dietary dogma. Um, I'm very much you know individualized per the person, what does each person need, and that there isn't a one size fits all approach. So That is the larger scope of the film. However, a lot of the foundational information on healthy fats, number one, Mm -hmm. what is a healthy fat versus what is an industrialized fat, and that's very toxic for you. What that is and why it's such a problem, we're gonna talk about that a little later in the show today. There are some really good examples of traditional versus non-traditional diets. So they're largely showing the aboriginal culture and they're talking about, you know, the traditional diet they lived on for obviously generations. This particular tribe that they were talking to was like 40,000 years old. So they've been around a long, long time. And up until the 1970s, they were eating mostly a traditional diet. In other words, hunter gatherer, whatever was in the area, whatever they've been eating for thousands of years. And then the advent of, you know, our westernized food came in. So processed foods, sodas, you know, sugar, white flour, and those type of things. And one of the people, people that was talking the film he had gone to visit these people in the 70s and just that they were robust and so healthy and you know really beautiful strong teeth straight teeth just really good healthy people and when he went back in the 80s they had the population had completely decimated because of the change in diet just showing you how important food actually is it's it's, it's an amazing thing, and it's a very eye-opening thing. And so part of the reason I recommend going out and watching it, whether it's on YouTube or it's on Netflix, is to actually see the importance of food, so not to tell you to go eat the certain way or you need to do a ketogenic diet, but food is important. And we're gonna talk about that a lot today, what is real food, what isn't real food, to give you some just foundational things that you can do when you're making diet changes, because there is no magic pill, there's no such thing, but making food changes can make an absolute difference in your life now again i am a huge proponent of a multifaceted approach for people food is a foundational piece we may have to bring in other pieces on that there may be some medical that needs to be done there may be some spiritual emotional things that need to be done so it is one thing and they do say at the beginning of the film that you know this is one option that we're telling you you do need to have other lifestyle things in place but the focus is the food um So I actually went out last night and was looking at some of the negative reviews of the film. And there was one in particular that kind of caught my eye because I always want to see what's the other side. What are people saying they feel like is wrong with it? You know, what are they saying? You know, the science isn't good and things like that, because it also challenges my own belief system, too. And makes me have to kind of think, okay, well, am I just believing something at face value and not, you know, understanding, you know, where that idea is coming from? So I went out. Started reading, and there was a doctor from Australia because this, the, um, the one of the guys who is doing the film, he is from Australia. His name's Pete Evans, and he's a health coach and chef. And one of the doctors actually said that it's patently ridiculous, harmful, and mean that this film was. And so he's basically saying that. As a health coach and a chef, he shouldn't be giving the type of information he's giving, number one. And I hear that argument a lot. You know, if you're not a doctor, that you shouldn't be giving health information. And I don't completely agree with that because I think there's a lot of people with, you know, health backgrounds that aren't doctors that also have really good, legitimate science-backed approach to things. And two, he basically was saying that this type of diet was going to increase diabetes, increase health problems, and that a diet alone, a diet couldn't change people's health in the way that it did in the film. And... I have to patently disagree with that because I've seen it in my own practice. I've worked with some really cool functional medicine docs in the area, um, Dr. Pedro Lozano, Dr. John Banda. Give y'all a shout out because they're amazing. And I've seen what happens when they change people's diets. You know, they were also using some supplementation. You know, getting some proper labs run to see what was going on in the body. But mostly with dietary changes and getting some of the junk out and putting the good stuff in, the I saw people's diabetes reversed. I saw someone. This really wonderful young woman who had major fertility problems, get pregnant within a year and have a baby. And so there is an aspect to what they were doing with the food that made those differences. Am I saying it was all of it? No, because it's always multifaceted with a person, but it's absolutely a part of it. So my purpose in kind of going over that movie and saying, hey, go out and watch this is to see. Number one, that food makes a difference. But number two, and Roxanne and I were talking about this a little bit before we came in, that you know, this the the illnesses that are shown in the movie and the examples in the movie are becoming the norm, and that is heartbreaking. We both we were both crying. I did cry. <laughs> I did cry when I watched it because it just pulled on my heartstrings. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are so sick, and it's just it's so it feels so devastating mm-hmm. to watch it. And they're so devastated by being that sick with the with diabetes and um the high blood pressure and high cholesterol and all of these things that they have going on, and you you can kind of see on their faces. Is like how did I get here? Mm-hmm. How did this happen? And the radical changes that do happen for these people within a matter of a couple of months—did it completely er- eliminate everything? No, it didn't. But there was major strides into better health. It was just so. I highly recommend going out and watching it. Roxanne, tell me what you thought about it.
1: <laughs> well, I cried as well. Um, it, but just seeing because. It is so heartbreaking that these people are relying upon doctors for all of their medical advice and the doctors are just giving them more medication, more pills. And then they go see a nutritionist or a health coach who's helping them make dietary changes and all of a sudden they see these major changes and they're just they're stunned that they could make these changes, you know, with their diet alone.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny because another thing that doctor um, said that he, you know, the one that was really kind of against what was being said is that, well, people can't do this. People, you know, can't make the changes. And I uh, t- completely do agree with that in some aspect that there are people who are not, they would rather have the pill, they're not going to make the right. changes. I, that absolutely mm-hmm. happens. So I see, you know, from the doctor's perspective, their frustration with, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. trying to implement those changes and it's not happening. But that's when you employ a health coach and nutritionist to walk them through the process of making the changes. Because if you're telling someone who's eating out every single meal to now start cooking at home, that is overwhelming. They don't even know where to start. Well, how how do you even go to the grocery store and buy food? Because they don't really know what it means to eat real food Mm -hmm. because they've never done it before. And they maybe never have done it in their entire life. They may have been given those tools growing up that you just eat out all the time or everything is packaged and processed and they don't even know what to do. So, I mean, I do see that side of it, but at the same time, you know, those changes can be made with health coaches.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: So what else did you think about it?
1: I, well, I think the boy with, um, autism really, really spoke to me because that mother was so, um, and she was crying just because he started speaking in complete sentences yeah. with these dietary changes because his it was like his brain could finally function mm-hmm. because he was being provided with the nutrients that that he needed. And I think that was – that was the – the best part of it. For yeah,
0: me. that was pretty amazing. And then, you know, hearing his doctor and it was funny because his doctor really wasn't surprised. He was like, well, yeah, of course he's speaking in complete sentences. We gave him what he needed, you know, so that his brain would work properly and did it make him completely reverse his autism? No, it didn't. But it gave him a kind of a new um, ability to be in the world mm-hmm. or, you know, he could communicate now and he could look at you in the face and, you know, say words and, you know, communicate with parents. I mean, it was just, it was a very cool thing to watch it really really was and
1: for the mom to to be able to witness that and to finally have her son you know speak to her was just amazing it was it
0: was just such a cool thing so lots of great stuff in the movie again I always tell people when you watch stuff like this take it as a grain of salt you take what you need from it if you need to you know review things go review things but I think the foundational knowledge is is legitimate use your
1: common sense yeah you know take Take what you can out of it that makes sense to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know we're not promoting it as a go and do this and make this diet overhaul. Yeah,
1: just go and watch
0: the stories, and and you know hopefully you can kind of recognize that food does play a part in our health as we go forward, and it's not just a well you're getting older you're going to have all of these problems
1: now. <laughs> so, and everybody recognizes all of these things they see people around them who have been affected by all of you know autism dementia um diabetes obesity they see this exactly all around them
0: so we're going to help you demystify some food things when we come back
1: listen to previous episodes in our
0: audio archives connect with us on soundcloud itunes and google play you won't want to miss what's next This is Thrive Life Radio with Amy Robison. Community, we are back on the air. (laughs) Right, so we had a great chat about um, the recent documentary that just came out, um, The Magic Pill on Netflix or YouTube, and I do recommend going out and watching that. Again, always with mm. a grain of salt, use a little side eye when you're watching it, but I think there is some really good foundational stuff. I am not telling you to go and start a ketogenic diet because I believe diet should be individualized for every person, but the examples are great. The examples of the health deterioration of communities is very good, it's very eye-opening. And um, Roxanne and I were just kind of discussing on the break how there's a family in there. They had one of their girls has autism. She was um, nonverbal, um, non communicative, um, can't look you in the eye, and also had seizures. And then they had another daughter as well. And when they started making all of these food changes, their one little girl, the one that was not autistic, was just freaking out and throwing food and hiding behind the couch and saying how mean her parents were. And, you know, uh, so they were taking all of her food away. And, you know, because it is a struggle for parents when they start moving from the kids' menu. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which y'all know how I feel about the kid's menu to actual food, because I don't believe there is such thing as a kid's menu. It should just be all food. So that was also a good example. So if you've got kiddos and you're trying to make changes, I think seeing a family go through it and kind of what they did might be very beneficial for you to just give you some motivation and inspiration that, yes, it might be difficult and it probably will be difficult and they might throw food at you, but you can do it. You know, you can do it. You can make those changes and your kids are going to be better off in the long run.
1: And he said she basically starved herself for, a week and yes. like you might have to do that you might yeah. have to starve them out yeah. but they will eventually eat and then she really enjoyed the foods that he was giving her yeah it was a total total turnaround <laughs> and a
0: very big shock to the parents yes. <laughs> that she actually did start eating the food and enjoying the food so it was really really good so what we're going to kind of talk about today is along these lines that's part of the reason I wanted to talk about the <clears throat> film first is you know just relax and eat real food and when Roxanne and I sat down earlier this this week to kind of talk about the show. That was just kind of both of our sentiments. Just, we just need people to calm down a little bit, relax, eat some real food. It's a great place to start. I'm not saying that's going to solve all of your problems because there may be more complex things going on. But sometimes we get into the more complexities first and we forget the foundations. Mm-hmm. So because we see all of these problems and, we're, and your heart goes out to people and you just want to help fix it. Um, but if you don't put those foundations in place, then you're gonna have problems getting to the complexities there's a really great quote actually in that film from Dr Kate Shanahan whom I love. She's absolutely love fabulous. Her, She's awesome. So, but she was basically saying, you know, and they were talking about fats, but I'm just gonna put this in a in a in a food focus here instead of just one particular food. Um, when you don't have a proper foundation in food for your body to work, again your body runs off of nutrients, um, you know, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, on and on and on, it doesn't run off of just calories. So it's kind of the same thing as if you have a contractor building you a house and they come to you and say, I don't have Any bricks and I don't have any concrete to make the foundation, but I've got some styrofoam blocks. So let's just try that instead. (laughs) So it might work, you know, to build you a house with styrofoam, but it's not going to be stable. It's going to fall apart. It's going to leak. It's going to have all of these things going on. It's not going to work very well. Yes, it's going to leak. Leaky gut, leaky brain, (laughs) leaky body. So (laughs) there's all these things that are going to be going on. If you try to make a house out of styrofoam, it's a a concrete or wood or whatever it is you're using. They're using the wrong tools. So it's kind of the same thing with food. You know, we've gotten to a point where we're using the wrong tools Mm -hmm. um, for health and so we need to start coming back to what the right tools are. So Roxanne, can you explain, you know, what is real food?
1: (laughs) Okay, so what is real food? Real food, this is what I like to tell my clients and my friends and family. If it doesn't have a mama or come from the earth, then don't eat it yeah. so these things are whole foods in they're not packaged it's from it's growing in the ground. It's flying. It's swimming. It's running. You know, yeah. it's it's real food. It's it's meat and veggies, really. Yeah, and
0: that's where nutrients are going to come from. So when we when you get packaged foods or packaged foods that have been um, processed and the nutrients added back in, you know, like fortified <laughs> cereals, though that's not a real nutrient. It is synthetic, and your body doesn't know what to do with it. So it's mostly just going to excrete it. And you're it's, you're also putting a bit more you know stress on your diet digestion in your liver because now it has to do some extra work because it doesn't really know what to do with those Yeah, it's those like, things. what is
1: this? This is not a real food. This is not a real nutrient. Right? What It's not available for your body to use. Exactly. So
0: it's kind of like, well, I can kind of try to use this kind of again going back to our picture for you of building a house with styrofoam as opposed to to you know concrete it it can kind of work but it's not going to work for very long or for you know or very very well so how if someone goes into the grocery store how do they Mm -hmm. know what food is real and what is not real
1: well shop on the perimeter of the grocery store. You walk in, you come to your fruits and veggies first. You know those are Whole Foods, you recognize them as Whole Foods, they're not packaged. Then you can make your way to the meat section, maybe some good quality cheeses, you know, if that works for you. And then you buy your eggs, your butter, maybe some heavy cream if that works for you. (laughs) and you're done, you're out. Yeah,
0: yeah, so we're making it really pretty, pretty basic. So if you have someone, um, so Roxanne's a health coach, she was here with me in January, we're actually talking about the ketogenic diet because you have an experience with it. Um, So you can go back and listen to that show. But so if someone's, you know, you're working with is eating just like 100% processed foods and you start talking to them about vegetables <laughs> <laughs> and incorporating them. You know what are some of the things that people say to you when you when you start trying to make those changes because it can be very overwhelming.
1: It's really overwhelming especially when people think that they don't like vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is they don't know how to prepare them properly so that they taste good. Yeah. And there, and plus, you're once you get so used to eating all of those hyper palatable, you know, fast foods, packaged foods, you're that's all you're going to crave. So it might yeah. take you a while of eating real food, but eventually, those are the foods that you're gonna crave. Like you're going to crave. Brussels sprouts or believe it it. it, yes or it sounds crazy but then you can really start listening to your body because your body is going to tell you Mm. what it what it needs sometimes it might tell you that you need cake but you know maybe even chocolate cake yeah but it's also going to tell you hey I need some greens or hey I need some meat or you know or I need some fat yeah
0: yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important point and that, you know, the, so I think the, the word you use hyper palatable is really good because those foods are designed to make you really crave them. I mean, they have food and flavor scientists that do work on the packaged products because they want them to be very, um, they want you to crave them. They want you to go back and buy them again. You know, it's for, it's a consumer based product. Um, and, but it also, because of the chemicals and the different things that are being used, it actually does change the taste. Mm -hmm. So it changes the taste buds so when you eat real food, it doesn't really taste like anything. So I think what you said is really important about that kind of transition from those foods to real foods can take a little bit of time, but the more you understand, the more you know how to prepare them, you know, the body will
1: start to make those adjustments on its own. You can eat any vegetable with bacon or butter on it. Let me tell you. I mean, my (laughs) husband used to not eat any vegetables. And now, like last night, for instance, I made a kale salad, a massaged kale salad with a tahini dressing, and he looked at it and he was like, uh, "He was like, you can eat this tomorrow, right?" <laughs> I'm like, "Just try it." And then he tries it and he's like, "Hey, this is really good." I'm like, "I know. You put some good healthy fats on your vegetables mm-hmm. and they taste good." Yeah, they do, <laughs>
0: and it also makes the nutrients more absorbable. I mean, our right. grandmas knew what they were doing by like rolling heavy cream over lard, all our vegetables. butter. Yeah. Think
1: about what they used to use.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so those things are actually going to make it taste better. Number one, they bring out all of those wonderful flavors and then they make them more absorbable. So it's just a fabulous thing to do to add some extra fats, you know? So why don't we talk about fats since we're kind of on that mode? Um, So what what do you consider healthy fats and what do you consider, you know, like the processed fats?
1: Okay, so when you're looking at fats, um, you want to stay away from any kind of industrial seed oils, hydrogenated oils, that would be like canola, vegetable, soybean. Um, these are in like margarines yeah. and, and some salad dressings. You can find good quality salad dressings, but um, you know, always read your ingredients, but um, so
0: if they're if they're looking at a salad dressing, mm-hmm. um, what kind of ingredients do they want to look for that they want to stay away from?
1: So usually the first um, ingredient in most of those, well sometimes it's sugar, um, and <laughs> yes. then secondly it's going to be soybean or or vegetable oil or mm-hmm. canola. So those are the ones you you want to stay away from. If you want to buy your own dressings, I would recommend like a Mays, yeah, they're great, um, or a Primal Kitchen, which yeah. uses avocado um, oils. So,
0: and I also saw. Um, in one of the HEBs, only one. This <laughs> was in Pearland. I was doing a grocery They're store tour there. a couple there. weeks ago. They saw. I saw Chosen Foods, who has the avocado oil-based mayo. They had yes. salad dressings. They do. I know. I was so excited. I was like, "What?" Cool. But then, of course, I've looked in like three other stores near me, uh, and <laughs> I can't find me. them anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they do have them.
1: So, the healthy fats that you want to include in your diet, um, if you're going to be roasting vegetables, um, I would recommend an avocado oil that's going to be stable. At a higher temperature Um, you can also cook with ghee or butter Um, and then for your dressings maybe use um, a first cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil Um, and those you know you want an olive oil that's in a glass bottle that's dark green so that it protects the um, fat from oxidizing Um, and also California, I think, has mm-hmm. much higher regulations, you know, than than most people do. So, if you get a domestic um, olive oil that's certified, what is it called? California? Yeah, council, I don't remember the name of this. Yeah, some kind of like council that. Yeah. that I guess they test for the olive oils because they can also mix all kinds of stuff in with those um, olive oils. Yes. So, make sure you buy a good quality. A, a good quality one. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's important.
0: Yeah. They can throw in some soybean or canola oil and kind of cut the olive oil with that for some of the cheap ones. So if you're spending $3 on olive oil, upgrade to something, you know, <laughs> around the $10 range and look for the California seal, because that does make a difference in not getting some industrialized heavy processed fats. So we're going to go down the road a little bit more into the fats. Cause I think we're having a really good conversation here. Um, but we're also going to tell you why are, you know, ask sort of the question, why are carbs bad? Well, we're going to demystify that for you next. <laughs> Welcome back. Life community, So glad to be with you today. I have Roxanne Lewis of Eat Pretty Food mm-hmm. joining me on the show. Hello. And we always have such great conversations <laughs> about food. So we kind of talked about at the beginning um, our kind of review of the new documentary, The Magic Pill. Um, we do recommend going out and watching that again with your little side eye and, you know, mm-hmm. seeing what information works for you and what doesn't. We're not telling you to go out and eat the ketogenic diet, although it can be very beneficial for some. Um, then we kind of got into, you know, just relax and eat real free food which is kind of our topic for today just you know chill out and let's get some real food in our bodies and telling you kind of what that is so we were going on fats so we kind of went through getting olive oil
1: avocado avocado oil so let's talk about coconut oil so also um, coconut oil could be great to cook with Um, if you don't like the taste you can get a refined coconut oil Um, if you do like the taste then you can get an unrefined coconut oil I find coconut oil goes really well with sweet potatoes when I'm roasting Mm -hmm. sweet potatoes I love that so you you can you know you can fool around with it and and see but I think fats are so important because fats should really, You know, if you're eating a real food diet, I find they pretty much take up about half of your calories. Mm -hmm. I would feel like, is that what you kind of see too? uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, kind of see. You know, half, maybe a little bit under that, just for some for some people, but you know, approximately that much of those good healthy fats. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: you're gonna get your fats when you're cooking your vegetables and whatever healthy fats, and that could also include uh, bacon or or lard too, or Mm -hmm. any kind of properly raised animal fats. Yeah.
0: A really good place to get fats like that. So your lard, your leaf lard your beef tallow, bison, duck fat is fatworks.com. Have you tried them before? No, I haven't. Oh, they're fabulous. The (laughs) fats are absolutely wonderful. Very, very high quality. You can get that online, but I just had to throw that in there because it's really good. So anyway, continue on with the coconut oil.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So also I think you can get your fats in with either dressing your salads, um, cooking your vegetables, and then also from your properly raised meats. So that's where you're going to get all of your good, healthy fats. Yeah.
0: So Really quickly, we're gonna get into
1: carbohydrates in a second, but what do you mean by properly raised meats? So, properly raised meats are gonna be meat that are eating what they're supposed to eat. So, words to look for with beef would be like grass-fed and also Mm grass-finished. That means they're not fed a ton of corn um, towards right at the, the end, end of their yeah. death yeah. There is to fatten difference. them up. It's yeah. like, you know, what do they give cows to fatten them up? Corn. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you want to look for words like grass-fed, um, pasture-raised when it comes to pork, eggs, chicken, um, and then wild-caught when mm-hmm. it comes to fish. And I think, really, it can be as simple as that. Yeah. Um, if all else fails, you can look for organic, but organic just means that they were fed organic feed. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're eating necessarily what they're supposed to eat so what else? Let's yeah, see what they're else not eating they're say. not
0: eating bugs and worms and things like yeah. that. So one, one question that I always get that comes up is when someone's looking at eggs, what's the difference between cage-free, free range, and pastured?
1: So pastured is um going to be optimal because that means they're eating bugs and grass and whatever else, you know. Yeah, they're actually things, out
0: in the sunshine. Yeah. Right.
1: They're out, they're getting to forage and eat their natural diet. Um cage free could mean that maybe they're not in a cage, but that doesn't doesn't mean they're not shoved in a dark barn.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're usually still still warehoused. Yeah. yeah,
1: and then organic, that just means that they're fed organic feed. So mm-hmm. again, I think pasture raised is the way to go. And if you're local, then Ken's Hens yes. um, is in our H-E-B's and Kroger's now, so um, that's what I buy. Yes, I, which I, I love that they're in there. I used to actually go out to the farm and yeah. get their eggs. So I love that they're in the grocery store. Yeah. That's
0: just super cool. So we're gonna kind of segue into carbohydrates because their carbohydrates get a really bad rap right now. I mean, it was fat for many, many years and, um, you know, we've, that's kind of all been debunked and now it's like the carbohydrate thing that all carbohydrates are bad. So we want to kind of tell you the difference between, um, fiber and starch for carbohydrates. Cause I think that's something that if we can kind of explain that people can see what the fullness of carbohydrates actually
1: means. Yeah. So I think that we should mostly be getting our carbohydrates from vegetables. Um, and when you look at vegetables, you have starchier vegetables, and then you have more fibrous vegetables. So I would say on the fiber end is going to be anything that's green or mm-hmm. cruciferous. So you've got your cauliflower, broccoli, um, Brussels sprouts, those kinds of things. Um, and then anything that, anything else that's green pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then your more starchy vegetables um, probably the lower starch is gonna be your squashes and then your um, potatoes and yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. That's probably about
0: right. Yeah. The thing, the, the thing about vegetables, even the starchier ones versus, um, you know, the more fibrous ones is that all of those are going to feed your gut bacteria. Yes. So that's why we recommend getting the majority of your carbohydrates from those yeah. foods is because it's the most promoting of healthy bacteria growth in the microbiome, you know, all those wonderful bacteria in the gut have a lot to do with literally everything, I mean the the amount of information coming out about the microbiome is just like astounding to me, Yes. but the immune system is a huge part of that. So we kind of just kind of keep it reined in a little bit and focus on that because otherwise we would literally be here all day talking about the microbiome. So as far as like, you know, grains and things like that go, what kind of, are those falling under fiber, or are those falling under starch? <clears throat>
1: well, I think well, both, yeah, they're I guess, both. Mm-hmm. except that your body may not be able to digest those fibers as well as it is going to digest from vegetables mm-hmm. just because those nutrients are not as bioavailable. And it goes back to the, um, the thing with, with processed foods and grains, they are, um, they're Putting vitamins and minerals back into mm-hmm. these grains that were taken out when they're processed. And so your body is not necessarily recognizing those as as vitamins and minerals. And, right. it, and, and it could be that it's too much fiber for us to handle and we're just not going to digest them as well. Yeah, yeah, that
0: actually can happen. Too much fiber can cause constipation or (laughs) diarrhea. I definitely do have clients sometimes where big salads just do not work for them. Mm -hmm. It causes a bunch of bloating and a bunch of, you know, diarrhea and running to the bathroom and it's not particularly (laughs) pleasant for them. So again, you know, not everything works for everybody. And usually in a situation like that, there's some digestive issues going on Mm -hmm. that need to be corrected. So it's not that they can't ever eat salad again the rest of their lives. Yeah, what's going on there Exactly, we wanna know what's going on in the body, let's get back in there and help the body correct itself um, so that those foods can go back in and they can be absorbed and digested and, you know, make everything just so much better. So when it comes to breakfast, <laughs> you know, a standard American breakfast is of course like pancakes and cereal. Toast and cereal and you know so again we're talking about very starchy carbohydrates there um and one of the issues with starchy carbohydrates especially first thing in the morning is the spike in blood sugar coming off of that overnight fast mm-hmm. so you're fasting for many many hours while you're sleeping and then if that's the first thing you put in your body it's kind of like a jolt to the system as opposed to just like this nice satiating even keel thing so you have some things going on for breakfast for you right now so why don't you kind of talk about first of all all what what you feel like a breakfast should look like for blood sugar regulation yeah. and then what you're kind of doing right now.
1: I personally like to stay away from any carbohydrates in the morning for breakfast. Um, I'd start with protein and fat. So usually I start with eggs cooked in butter. So that's nothing but protein and fat. And that is gonna keep my blood sugar regulated so that I'm not craving a bunch of carbohydrates all day long. And I'm going to feel an even energy throughout throughout the day but um, I recently took a um, food sensitivity test and eggs came up Um, and so I've tried to reintroduce those but I think I just go like too hard and heavy (laughs) because I just want to eat them every day because it's easy and it keeps me full Um, so now I'm trying to figure out other breakfasts that are going to have that same nutritional profile Mm -hmm. and it's really hard Um, of course like you can eat things like sausage and bacon um leftover you know right from the night leftovers yeah. yeah and that's the thing like and I tell people breakfast doesn't have to be breakfast <laughs> but then I when you have to do it it's when different. I have to do it myself I can't do it because I'm like I cannot eat you know like soup for <laughs> breakfast or I can't eat what's in my like chicken thighs and salad for <laughs> breakfast it's just really hard to do yeah so um You know, it's it's pretty challenging to find something that's purely protein and fat for breakfast. But so what I did this morning. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it really know. is, but, you know, but it really is a state of mind because we've labeled stuff yeah. as breakfast, breakfast food, and yeah. so we feel like we can't we can't get outside of that. I know I've done it myself too, and it, it was hard, and it took a long time for me to change that mindset that I didn't just have to have breakfast f- <laughs> yeah. for breakfast. Yeah. Yes. So what are you doing now to conquer this?
1: So this morning I tried um, some Organifi uh, green juice mixed with some Vital Protein collagen peptides and um, a little bit of brain octane oil. So that way I was getting my protein and my fat and then some greens. So there was also, you know, some carbs in there, but not too many. And I mean, more that, fiber. Yeah. Yeah. That so was slow.
0: Fibers, you know, slow and steady. Yeah. yeah.
1: That wasn't, um, going to keep me full. So I also ate like a handful of, of cashews with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it can be difficult when you start removing foods. Yeah. You know, and especially if you need to for a period of time because there's an issue going on and mm-hmm. you need the digestion to get a break and get healed back up. It can be difficult to figure yeah. out what to eat when all these foods start getting removed. Right. Yeah. And part of that, I totally agree, Tegan, is that it is, you know, it's partially a mindset thing that we've labeled stuff as being a breakfast food. Mm-hmm. So getting out of that mindset can be really hard. When I tell people to eat soup for breakfast, their <laughs> face is like, um, no, thank you I'm not eating soup for breakfast right but
1: when it comes down to it like all of your meals should pretty much look the same yeah when you're building out a plate you're gonna
0: you yeah. know basically have it the same some kind of nice fibrous vegetables yeah. some kind of protein and then you know your healthy fats getting in there in whatever way shape or form that happens to happen exactly yeah, yeah. so <laughs> They're
1: like, you need no chicken and starch for breakfast what are you talking about? They know Campbell's
0: <laughs> I actually do like to do salad for breakfast so I'll do like eggs and you know maybe just eggs and a side of greens and then over, maybe some avocado slices over top I'll do something like that for breakfast yes, I, do I like would that.
1: like to do that I yes. would like to have some eggs are gonna we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out we're
0: gonna figure <laughs> it out so we're gonna tell you what one food change Roxanne recommends everyone do first next <laughs> For more info on today's show, go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Click links and guests. Vinyl Draft Radio. Welcome back, Thrive Live community. So happy to be with you this morning, as always. I love my community. They're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks to all of you who are my regulars tuning in. Thanks to all of you who are new tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show today with Roxanne Lewis of Eat Pretty mm-hmm. Food. So glad you're back with me today. I'm so happy that you invited I know. me back. We need to do this more often because we just have too much fun and so much fun <laughs> stuff to talk about. For so sure. today we have really kind of run the gamut of how to just you know make some healthy changes and what kind of foods to look. For, how to read some labels, you know, what you're looking for when you're buying salad dressing, you know, what you're looking for when you're buying meats, what does is, what is pastured mean, what does cage free mean, because it gets really confusing. And there's lots of really savvy marketing tools out there to get you to buy products that are not healthy, uh, but say that they are healthy. I know one of the, the things that makes me laugh the most are all of the really processed and refined foods that say they're heart healthy that drives me crazy. Like Cocoa Puffs? I'm pretty like sure there's puffs. a
1: heart. I'm, Stamp on cocoa
0: Bush. I think you're right, and they are. <laughs> that is not something that I would personally recommend as being a heart healthy food. And we were talking about before the show started, or maybe on the first break. I don't even remember now because we've talked about five bazillion things today. But you know the the things that they put gluten free on. So gluten free eggs. I've seen it on water, <laughs> gluten free water. That is just ridiculous. Something. <laughs> so it creates all, but it creates all this confusion by having these labels that say all this stuff, mm-hmm. and most of it doesn't mean anything. Like the word natural. What does the word natural mean?
1: I, it, yeah right nothing. it depends what it's on but yeah it, it means nothing yeah yeah
0: there's no regulation around the use of the term so they can literally put natural on anything and it could just mean that a real natural person packaged it <laughs> I mean it just doesn't have any meaning but you know but the frustrating thing is that a lot of people really do want to make good changes and so they see those labels on things and so they go and buy them thinking they're doing something good for their body but they're really being deceived and it's sabotaging their health because those things are not actually Actually, going to be promoting health they just have a label that says that they are
1: right and 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 back to the magic pill that was something um one of the guys on there said he's like the more you know the more labels and things that are on the package like the more you should stay away like this fat-free sugar-free you know non-gmo or organic or natural or blah 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 like the more that something the more the companies have to you know, label these products, yeah. the further you should stay away. Yeah. From.
0: I thought that was really interesting too. I'd never seen it kind of explained that way. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's really good. I'm gonna start using that because it was basically, you know, like the more they have to convince you that it's healthy, <laughs> right. The more it probably isn't. And you just need to, you know, find something else to buy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I thought that was a really interesting way to put it, but you know, those, all of those things. So it says it's fat free. So, okay. If it's fat free, what are they using to make it taste good? Sugar, then?
1: Sugar. <laughs>
0: exactly. So say something is sugar free what are they using instead fake of, sugar fake sugar <laughs> so it's like all of this stuff to try to tell you that this is good for you yeah. but there's something else underneath that's coming in to make it taste good because they've taken out what makes it taste good right you know and on the side of fats they're taking out the fats that are making it healthy for you and putting a bunch of sugar in to make it again hyper palatable yeah. so that you're going to want to consume it and you're going to want to consume more
1: of it and these foods quote unquote are not foods yeah because food with ingredients is not food your food should be the ingredient exactly
0: so it's either nutrients or ingredients We want to choose nutrients (laughs) as much as possible and leave the ingredients to you know making your own homemade bread or something like that so you know what's going into it and I know we're trying we're really kind of pushing home the you know real foods and make your own foods and it's and I know that can be kind of scary and overwhelming and you might be saying oh my gosh I can't do that I don't even know how to do that, how to begin doing that. And I totally get it. When I first started this process many years ago, I would go to the grocery store and I'd be there for two or three hours. Sometimes I'd come home crying mm-hmm. because I just didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't, because I didn't know how to navigate all of these labels, mm-hmm. number one. I didn't know what was healthy and what wasn't. And so it was really frustrating for me to try to make those changes yeah. without having, without knowing what I was doing. Yeah. And I was, I was like, man, this is really kind of sad. I'm a grown woman. And, and I do not know how to feed myself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was like, this is not OK with me. I don't know. I do not know how to put food
1: in my body. And that's why especially women run towards Juice Plus or isogenics or Weight Watchers and all of these things to try to help them or just to make it easy. Like, yeah. oh, here's this in a package. I can make this in five seconds. Right. And that's going to be my go to when really you have got to put in the time and effort to preparing Real foods um, to nour- nourish your body. Yeah, and it doesn't always take you know hours and hours in the kitchen Not at to all. do it. Especially with
0: like the instant pot. I mean, hello, yeah. you can have something on the table in less than thirty
1: minutes. Everything you know. I make you know, pretty much takes less than 30 minutes. I'm the same way
0: because I don't want to spend hours. You know, I'm working all day, my husband's working all day. We don't have, we don't want to come, I don't want to come home and spend two hours in the kitchen. I want to be done in like 30 minutes or less. And that is absolutely doable and it can taste really, really good too. Of course. Yeah, it can taste really, really good. So what are some things that you feel like are easy places for people to start? So the people right now that are listening to us saying, well, yeah, you can do that. You guys are (laughs) health coaches and nutritionists. You know what you're doing. So the people that are are like square one like I am eating you know packaged processed fast food and this is my diet basically mm-hmm. at every single turn you know so for breakfast what is one thing that they could change for breakfast right now
1: um, get out those get out those refined carbohydrates yeah and see it does not take long to make eggs I promise if you can do that or if you can have some hard-boiled eggs for the week um, just try to make a meal that's full of protein and fats yeah. and and very little carbohydrates in the morning. Yeah, that will just help stabilize
0: that blood sugar. And when your blood sugar is out of control, it's very stressful on the body. So you get those highs and
1: lows and you get really hangry. Yeah. So if you're
0: getting really hangry at lunchtime, mm-hmm. you know that yes. your blood sugar is going out of
1: control. Yeah, if you're starving to death, I mm-hmm. mean, you, you shouldn't be.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't be starving all day long. So there's something going on there that needs to be corrected. Mm-hmm. How about lunch? What's something they can
1: do at lunch? Well, lunch, I always have leftovers so make enough food at dinner to have leftovers for lunch because your lunches and your dinners and even your breakfast should look the same you know your plate should hopefully be at least half to three quarters full of vegetables you know mostly greens maybe some starches sometimes and then you have that half to a quarter of it that's gonna be your protein your meat and then your healthy fats are gonna be either coming from your meat or or on your vegetables in the form of roasting them or dressing or whatever yep I love the idea of leftovers so for dinner what's something simple that they can start to do at dinner um, well, if you're you know strapped for time, I would um, look for some healthy crock pot meals. I have mm-hmm. tons on my website that are super easy. Yes. You can literally just throw the stuff in a crock pot, put that in in the morning, and then you have something um, good to come home to. Um, I know people don't want to spend their Sundays meal prepping. Um, so come if you have a grill, ladies, learn how to use your grill. Don't be scared of it. Um, you can grill boneless, skinless chicken thighs or even chicken breast if you prepare them properly which again another recipe on my (laughs) website that's super easy but just you know grilling your meats or or cooking them you know in a in a dutch oven or something and then roasting your vegetables doesn't take a long time or effort and or just making salads with all kinds of good stuff on them i love it so Roxanne has all kinds of stuff on her website to help you get started.
0: What is your website? Eatprettyfood.com. Yes, so real simple, eatprettyfood.com, and the food is pretty and <laughs> it is healthy and it's gonna get you started off on the right foot. Roxanne, thank you so much for being here today. We are thank definitely you. gonna do this again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you all for t- tuning in today and listening. We will see you back on the radio next week. VinylDraftRadio.com, live from the ACU of Texas Studios. Have a fabulous rest of the day. Amy Robinson is owner of My Life. Life Delicious Nutrition Consulting Company. Reach out and learn more at MyLifeDelicious.com or call 832-875-2358. Thrive Life Radio, a VinoTraft Radio production.